0: Are you ready to begin your journey out of the realm of just theories and into a world of excitement and experience that only comes with braving the unknown? Join us as we speak to entrepreneurs who have faced the challenges of successfully creating businesses at home as well as abroad. Whether it's arts, services or tech, from Shanghai to Tokyo, Bangkok to Mumbai, we'll help you find your inspiration and turn it into action. Get ready for Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Now, welcome your host, Neville J. McKenzie. Mark
1: Kay is the CEO and founder of MJ Creative Ventures, a company that specializes in providing mobile friendly, SEO optimized websites for small business owners and nonprofits. This is a follow on from the last podcast where we began taking a look at how small business owners could develop their websites in order to improve their business. In this episode, Mark takes a look at the WordPress dashboard of my own website, asiabizstories.com, and helps me to understand better some of the key features that newbies should be aware of. So now, without further delay, let's begin. I'm here with
2: Mark Kay. Yes, I'm Mark. I'm the owner of MJ Creative Ventures.
1: We do web design and development. If If you heard our first podcast last week, we're discussing how a business can use WordPress to improve their what
2: their website basically and uh, just um, use their website to you know get more traffic and uh, hopefully get some clients. Okay, so this week, um, what are we going to talk about, Mark? So we're going to go through the, the the back end of the uh, WordPress website and talk about some of the uh, some of the features. Uh, so I think maybe we start with the dashboard.
1: Is the dashboard difficult for? For a novice to pick up,
2: no, no. It's, it basically gives you a quick overview a summary of, of the uh, any issues on, on your site or any any problems. So yeah, if we have a look at the dashboard, you can see that it will tell you like um, so you've got at a glance widgets. Uh, tells you the number of posts and pages on your site, and if you install new plugins, they usually add a widget to the to the dashboard. Uh, it's like you've got a widget for your podcasting plugin. Uh, site stats as well, Quick Draft, and, and, and so on. Um, and something maybe uh, people don't know is there's the screen options at the top. If you click on that, you can add or remove widgets. So that's a quick tip.
1: So let's just go through. If you look on the left-hand side of the dashboard, what what can we see here? Right, so... Uh, there's some um, menu options that are always there for
2: every WordPress website and, and some extra ones that plugins will, will add. So the, the standard ones are Dashboard. Um, the next one is Posts. So uh, if you click on the, the menu item you'll see a sub menu: All Posts, Add New, Categories and Tags. So All post, Posts lists all the posts on your website. And you can filter by uh, date or, uh, or category. So it's at a glance you can see all all the articles, uh, the date that were published, and also if you have got any tags and categories as well. Then so why would you have tags and categories? So it's a way of organizing your um, your blogs. Like you could have different you know, categories in the main way of organizing. So yeah, those are your, uh, like your networking, for instance, or you've got your audio interviews and so on. And in addition to the categories, which normally you just have one category per post, you can add tags. And they're the same as like as an Instagram or Twitter or whatever. It's just an extra way of
1: being able to find posts. So would that be used by the um, visitor to the website?
2: Depending on the theme, um, most themes will will display the tags and the categories, and you just click on the link. And then, then for instance, you click on a tag, you'll see all the posts that have been tagged. So yes, yeah, a quick way of uh, just finding the information you're interested in. Okay, so the next the next menu item is media. So this is uh, uh, this is your library, uh, your media library, all the images that you've uploaded, uh, and, and from here you can also add new images. That's how you upload new images to your to your website. So so this is basically uh, for ev- every time you uh, display
1: an image on a blog post or a page, it will it will be here in your media library. Uh, so do you need to have it in your media library or can it be linked to say another website?
2: So it, it is possible in your blog articles to just link to an image. Uh, it doesn't have to be uploaded to your website. Um, so it, that's something you can do. And there, would there be any issues with that? Well, the, the the issue
1: is that if you don't own the image the website, it may disappear at some point. I could disappear, yeah, because that's happened to me at times. I. I thought to myself, linking directly to somebody else's website, and then their website went down mm-hmm. and it just, just disappeared. I, yeah, <laughs> I just slow. Yeah. And also, it's called hot
2: linking, and some website owners don't like it when you do that because you're using their uh, network, uh, their, their bandwidth. So they don't like you when you do that. So
1: you'd recommend having.
2: Uh, personally, yeah, for your, your images, if you put them on your own website, because then you've got control over them.
1: Yeah, and I think you mentioned something last week about the size of images.
2: Yeah, so um, nearly every website, the, the images are not optimized, which means the page takes longer to load than it should do. So that's another advantage of having the, the media on your, your, your own system. You can optimize all the images.
1: So, so what would you recommend for an image... Say the images I've got here on my website, hmm. um, they're, they're usually quite small. What would you recommend in terms of size?
2: So the good thing about running WordPress is that you don't have to worry about WordPress will take care of that. When you upload an image, it will automatically resize to various different dimensions, and it will pick the most appropriate one.
1: So if I downloaded, say, a very large file image hmm. file... Hmm on into my WordPress website and are you saying that WordPress will automatically resize the image in terms of size and also in terms of um, say the right number of megabytes or kilobytes?
2: So yeah you can actually uh, see this setting uh, if you go to settings media uh, on the admin you'll see the size so it's got here like thumbnail size 150 by 150 medium and large and you can also add your own custom sizes as well and so each time you upload an image it will automatically scale to, to these sizes here and when it generates the image markup for the, the page it will do it in such a way that the browser can decide which image to use and only download the most appropriate size image that's if you've got a, a, an up-to-date version of WordPress
1: Up-to-date version?
2: What does that mean? You should always be keeping WordPress up-to-date okay so the, the next section is pages So People get confused about the difference between a page and a post, and they're very similar. The difference is that there's extra metadata with a post. It has things like publish date, author, and so on, that a page doesn't have. But other than that, there's not much difference. So normally, when you're building a your website, you have a number of pages. You put them together in a menu, and that's basically your website's made up of
1: a series of pages. So as you can see here, you've got about, blog, contact. Yes, some of these pages I don't actually have on my website. I've built them, mm-hmm. and then I've not used them.
2: They're they're still there though. Yeah, and it's chances are that Google could still see them, so it can still index them. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I yeah, didn't know that. if they're published. Yeah, they're published. Yeah, yeah. You can always change the status to something else if you wanted to.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we've looked at pages. You've described the difference between a page and a post. Yeah. Um, what else do we have here? Um...
2: So um, plugins is, uh, is something that I think most owners will want to have a look at because it's how you install new features, new behavior to your website. Uh, this is, like, we could talk about plugins for a long time, but you need a few basic ones, maybe a backup plugin, you need an SEO plugin, a security plugin, uh, You know, various of this depending on what you're doing. You've got a contact form plugin. So yeah, this is where you add new features to your to your website. So. Yeah,
1: I've got Google Analytics here as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Analytics is of something very important as well. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I mean this is basically the menu option for adding new plugins. Okay. Uh, and if your uh, plugins are out to date, you'll see the color change. Here it's blue, so it's up to date. It will change to red.
1: Yeah, I updated last night.
2: Yeah, so yeah. it's very important to keep your plugins up to date.
1: So then we have.
2: Oh, okay. we have appearance this is uh, important for um, if you want to change the theme on your website so you can have you can easily change the theme in WordPress, there's thousands of themes to choose from um, so there's some free ones or you can pay for a, a premium theme
1: yeah I found when I first started selecting a theme mm. um, to be quite a headache mm, for me at the mm. time because having no experience of building my own website or creating my own website, I wasn't sure whether to go for a paid theme or a free theme or one with lots of functionality or one yeah. with minimal functionality and in the end I chose a free theme um, produced by WordPress and I even then I still took a lot out I chose uh, 2013 Yeah Yeah, um, yeah I, I... I would, the thing I would say is about free
2: themes is uh, that the, the support is probably not as good as for a paid theme. Um, uh, and the, Obviously, the premium themes, they have a lot of features in, the, in them, which it could be good or bad, right? Because the more features on on the site, the slower it can take to load. So it's a, you've, got to balance, you've got to balance it. Wow. Yeah, so the, this is a customized sub-option on appearance, and this is where you can change the header and the footer and the menus and so on. So what else? Uh, we have, yeah. So we we look at users. So normally you'd have you'd have at least one admin user. Yeah, in this Which case, me. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one important thing here is like, please change the name of the user from admin. Don't keep it as admin because hackers know by default there is an admin user called admin. So
1: oh, so you yeah. what you'd recommend that I change this here, or so your username is uh, yeah. It's, it's it's you've changed it. Oh, I've name, changed yeah. it already.
2: Yeah. But by default, it's called admin. So that you've done half the work for the hacker because they know the
1: username already. Oh, so that would be a uh, security. It's a very
2: important security thing. Change the, the name of the user from admin to something else. And the thing is that from WordPress, you can actually detect the username from the front end. So it's very easy for the hacker to know that you're using the admin account. So, th- this is good. This is good. You've changed it now, and obviously, you know, with your password, don't choose something obvious.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like um, no, I won't say. Yeah, oh, <laughs> password one two three or something yeah. like that. You'd be amazed.
2: Uh, so, other options we have um, tools where you can import and export. What are tools? So yeah, I mean, this is not used that often, but uh, wow. you can import, uh, say, blog articles into WordPress export them so if you wanted to import from another WordPress site you can go tools WordPress
1: oh I've never actually used this Mm -mm. it's not very good
2: to be honest it's very basic but this will install a plugin that will do import export you can import pages and posts and so on and comments it's pretty basic it's a free thing but is
1: there anything useful there for me hmm podcasts from SoundCloud Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: maybe it's useful yeah so settings is quite important for a number of reasons. So, like, there's lots of sub, sub menus. So, if you go to general, um, so this is the name, site title, and tagline. Very important on your website. How that's displayed depends upon your theme. These two are, are the the URL to your website. So, would there be any reason to change the URL? Uh, so yes, because sometimes. It, People just use the domain name like mycompany.com rather than www.mycompany.com. What's the difference? So uh, so basically, your domain is say mycompany.com, the www is subdomain. Okay, so you can have as, as many different subdomains as you like, and you own all of them because you bought the domain. Right? So you could have
1: mail.mycompany or clients.mycompany or
2: whatever, right? and they could all be different websites.
1: Okay. Oh, so basically, you're saying that once you've bought the, in my case, I bought aishabistories.com. Yeah, you own that domain, and then I can add in front of that mail.aishabistories.com. Yeah, any sort
2: of domain you like, you could have hundreds of them, right? and you would own all of them, and they could be different websites. So that's good to know. Yeah. yeah So yeah, the the, the convention is for uh, your website www, but it doesn't have to be.
1: Yeah. And I've got an email address here, which is admin. Is there any problem with
2: that? Not
1: if you set up email forwarding correctly, because then
2: presumably that will forward to your standard email account. Also, for security, you probably want to uncheck membership, anyone can register. You really don't want people registering on your website, unless there's a reason to. And things like time zone and so on, just make sure that's set up correctly, and date format and so on. And I changed the language to like in this case, English UK, which you've done as well. So I could have English USA? Yeah, I think that's the default. Yeah. It just affects the translations and certain
1: things. Yeah, so. I know, and the spelling.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, so if you go look at some of the other sub-settings for, for our settings menu, we've got writing. Uh, yes, so basically here you can set the d- default post category. some categorized you probably want to change to something else. What would you recommend for that? Well, it could be like news or opinion oh. or, or
1: whatever your main category is. Uh, uncategorized is probably not the best mm-hmm. one, yeah. And this update services, what's this RPC?
2: So P- basically whenever you publish something, it can then ping lots of these other services so They you know you publish published something. So you can get a list of uh, websites to ping. You Just, just Google for a, a list and just paste all the, the websites in here. And then when you click uh, Post or Publish, it will ping all the different sites. OK, um, so reading. So this is Settings Reading. You can decide how many uh, posts, blog posts, appear on each page, and then before it's the next next yeah. page. Uh, I, I generally have it quite low, because if it's loading images, it slows down the loading of the page. So I usually have it quite low. And uh, this is another thing I see sometimes is that people have the full text of the article on the main blog page. So the page can be absolutely huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. So you probably want to put that to summary. Well, I put it to summary. And here's search engine visibility. If you're working on your website and it's not live yet, you probably want to check discourage search engines. This will stop Google indexing your site because you may change the, the menu and the, the layout. And if Google's already indexed it, then it will appear as a broken link when you remove the page.
1: So, so how often does Google update?
2: So it, it depends uh, how quickly it detects your website, but then it's going to it's going to index it. It's going to go through each page. So once it's indexed,
1: is that fixed or is it? Well,
2: it's stored in Google's index, right? It will always be there. But you there, you may decide to delete a page or change something around, and therefore it's a broken link in Google's index, which is not good. Let's see so basically, when you're working your website, just discourage search engines. Just check that box, and then once your website's done and you're happy with it, uncheck it. Do um, do do remember to uncheck. Or yeah. Google will not be able to index <laughs> your site. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what else is uh, uh, discussion is for like uh, how you're going to deal with comments. It's it's up to you how you want to deal with comments. Maybe you want to moderate them all. Um, uh, it, so, attempt to not notify any blogs. This is like pinging other blogs when you comment on their website. Yeah, so there's lots of options here about how you how you want to deal with uh, comments. Um, yeah, comment moderation, blacklist, and so on. Uh, and media is for the different sizes that it will scale your image to. Sometimes you you get the like the, the thumbnail size. Sometimes you'll have a medium-sized image, so here you set the dimensions. So. Uh, also, for SEO, permalinks is something you want to look at. default way of generating links isn't very good. It's just a, a, a number at the end of the URL which represents the, 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 the post ID. So you want to change that to post name. This is the best. Option to choose. I
1: don't know at what point I realized that, mm-hmm. but it just—it also looks better in the. Um, it does in the bar. It's better for Google. It's yeah. better for
2: readers, and also for SEO. and It's better because people can search for the the name of the post and it will come up. Yeah. Um, so I used to use the one where I had month and day, but that's not the best one. Post name is is the best way of generating links
1: yeah because a lot of content producers now they're trying to produce content that's um, time independent yes so uh, if if your content is time independent then you don't want to have a date in there because it will people will read it and they'll think hmm this is from Mm. two years ago this is from three years ago and there's
2: there's another SEO reason is that you may want to uh, update your article so uh, in which case, you want to change the publish date so Google knows that it's new content or it's been updated. So if you have the date in the URL, you're going to end up with two URLs that are different but almost the same content, yeah. so that's, that's bad. But if you have this post name format, it's not a problem. You just change the publish date. Okay, is there anything else that's that important there? Uh, not really, I'd say. Yes, I think that's most of the most of the options. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. For me, as a podcaster, I'd say the um, the PowerPress is probably my most important plugin because mm. that's what I use to get my content out um, as a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's something that maybe we can look into a, another time. Yes. Okay. Thanks very much, okay. and um, we'll keep in touch. Oh, thanks.
0: This brings us to the end of this episode of Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Now we need you to hit the subscribe button and head over to asiabizstories.com for more great information on how to take your inspiration and turn it into action. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you join us next time on Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action.